done 500 episodes, get over it. To be fair to ROH, that's what they've done. They used 501 last week, just to segue into a, I suppose, a, a, a new era, but it's not really. They've always been doing good stuff, certainly recently, and um, episode 502 continues that. Three good matches, two excellent matches, actually. One good match. And probably I'm biased. But anyway, we've got a grudge match first. And it's Flamita versus Bandido. So you know it's going to be something special. But it wasn't what I expected. I expected something fast. You know, like like the 19th anniversary pay-per-view fight. That was extraordinary. And it's one of my favourite matches, I think, ever, to be honest. Extraordinary, certainly in recent times. But this is... um, It has some fast-paced manoeuvres. Flamita's on fire to begin with, but you know what? Because it's a grudge match, it's quite nasty. For instance, when Flamita's leg is tied around the... um, or draped around the ring post, Bandido goes under the ring and brings out a large broom and he smacks his knee with it. Yeah, Flamita crotches Bandido on the barricade and then they're both... They're both a bit uncertain and unstable on the top of the barricade. But Bandido, I mean, with a really small, narrow takeoff, he's got a vertical leap, which is extraordinary. It's Hurricane Rana. It's just beautifully done. They're both out from that, and they managed to get back at 19. They've got a 20 count, of course, in ROH. Back in the ring, there's a lovely sudden Bandido crucifix bomb for a long two, a pop-up cutter. And Flamita won't stay down. But there's nastiness here. There is a ref bump, which is not on purpose. But Flamita takes control of that opportunity with a low blow and a pin. Really good to just undermine my expectations. To take it somewhere else. To dance away from that expectation. Nicely done. In the middle of this, we've got Car Shield adverts. You know, Car Shield. Famously sponsor wrestling from Hollywood and Ice-T. Ice-T was on a Car Shield advert recently. Now they've got a wrestling-themed Car Shield advert. You've got, um, you've, you've got the Overcharger. LA Knight is not mentioned. He's not, he's not, he's not named because Ric Flair is your main person. Beats him up. Later on, he's in the office doing, doing the stuff on the phone. I'm, we're, gonna, we're not going to overcharge you for repairs. Woo! Then goes to the to the fridge. Where's my yogurt? Who took my yogurt? Looks at another team. Looks at another employee colleague. Smacks him with a chair. <laughs> That's good. It's really nicely done. Better than Ice Tea doing it. Ice Tea doing a Car Shield advert. Right. Okay. To a match which is okay, but it's got something unfolding here. Remember a few weeks ago when Beer City Bruiser smacked that beer bottle over Taven's head? It was a while ago, wasn't it? It should have been dealt with before now, to be honest, ROH. But it's being dealt with now because it's Beer City Bruiser and his new, uh, quite young and inexperienced tag team partner, Ken Dixon, versus Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, the OKG. Or OGK. I don't know what that means, really. I don't know what it means. Anyway, Brian Malonis is on commentary. He's a sweet bloke, Brian Malonis. Nice, very compromising, good, sweet bloke. So, this match is okay. There's 
early on, they give Dixon an opportunity to hang with Taven, to give him legitimacy, which is really good. Of course, he's then dropped on the apron by Bennett, and that's all over. <laughs> Bruiser complains about, um, about Dixon quite a lot during this match, and with good reason. Taven hits a very nice DDT, and then Bruiser hits a, gets a pump handle just, just onto a dump. He just throws him down onto Taven's head. Dixon comes in, refuses to get the pin. Beer City Bruiser can't believe it. Wants to impress him, tries a move, doesn't work. Gets it, he's, he's caught in the backpack stunner and drop kick. That's not a good combo move. The backpack stunner is great on its own. You don't need to drop kick someone into it. Anyway, that gets the pin. And then Dixon gets upset. Um, Bruiser gets upset at Dixon. Malones is upset because Taven smacks a rigged beer bottle over Bruiser's head. See, turn about his fair play. Malones says, why did you do that? Go, goes in, sees Bruiser, says, you were right. You were right. Which is contrary to what he said on the commentary. Blimey, these wrestlers can turn on a dime, can't they? And then he attacks Dixon. And Bruiser smiles beatifically at it. Oh, and Bennett's still got a bad ankle. Yes. It's all right. It's nothing special. It's sort of... It's sort of there. It extends a feud. Um, It brings Bruiser's... It turns them heel and did so over a long period. And I suppose that's something to be celebrated. Okay, to your main event, which is hot ass. Tracy Williams versus Tony Deppen, who of course is in Violence Unlimited now. He looks like the odd one out in Violence Unlimited, to be honest. When you're standing with Brody King and Homicide and Chris Dickinson, that can happen. So this is for the TV Championship, and actually, it's a really splendid match. They do grapple early on, but Williams soon asserts his um, his ability and his primacy. He unloads on uh, Deppen suddenly, then gets him in the gory special and pulls his arms to, to really stretch those arms. He's hit, though, with a Deppen cannonball to the outside. He didn't half get some high and he really flies actually catches some thermals there certainly does but Williams always can hit that turnbuckle DDT gets a long two count immediately sees he's not going to get the pin hits a cross face it's a little high on the head and then a, a, a lovely Spicoli driver for a long two and the work he does when suddenly Deppen rolls through he looks terrified as if he's thinking I can't get out of this he does after a long, another long two, which is really beautiful work, very well done. Deppen doesn't mind hitting two close fists. He'll do that. Tracy Williams, hot sauce, won't do that. He then floats over and traps Williams in a one-armed cattle mutilation. So glad to see this move again in the place where it was first really brought to attention by Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryan, yes, yes, no. And that's a long two. Um, No, it isn't. It's Williams having to desperately get to the ropes. It's beautifully done. He's crawling for all he's worth. Then he hits a pile driver and you think, that's it. And the commentary team, Caprice and and, and Riccoboni, are, oh, because Deppen gets his foot on the ropes. What ring awareness. And suddenly, Deppen rolls him up and he got the pin. 
He gets the pin out of nowhere. His resilience is repaid. And he's your television champion. If we thought he looked out of uh, out of position, or the odd one out in Violence Unlimited, he doesn't anymore. He's the only one of that group holding gold. And Hatas is fuming. That is what ROH can do. That is a surprise. I thought Williams isn't losing this belt tonight. He's only just won it, really. And there you go. Deppen gets it. And he gets it because not only is he resilient, not only can he ride all that pain, not only can he get over all of those moves, he can also have the awareness to hit him with a quick roll-up. You see, he fights not dirty, but he's a scrappy fighter. And that worked against the elegance of Tracy Williams tonight. Where's well, a five out of five again? I mean, I know the the middle match was not to my liking so much, but it pushes the feud. It wasn't about Bennett and Taven, really. It was about the Beer City Bruiser and Brian Maloney's, and that's fine. First match really surprised me, and I enjoyed it just as much as if they, they had had a technical and spot fest, Flamita and Bandido. And that final match, what a shock. What a knockdown drag out affair versus pure wrestling style. What a federation. Some of the best wrestling on the planet right here. I keep saying it and I'll keep calling it until more people watch. See you next week. Ta-ta. Thank you.